Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast show where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. Hope you're having a good Friday. I'm Joplin, and this is my wife and lovely co-host, Andrea. Hey guys, we're excited to be with you today and we have a fun lineup. Um, We are going to reveal the big taco champions today, so we're pretty pumped about that. The champion of tacos. That's right, the champion of tacos locally. In the Wichita area, locally. Yeah, yeah. locally. Um, We're going to share three practical ways that you can uh, put things into place when you're feeling discouraged. And the last thing we're going to do is we're going to continue to share um, with Roz and Stacey McCarty family on uh, Autism Awareness Month. Yeah, that interview. We're going to play the third part of that interview here on the end of today's podcast. That's right. And we have had a lot of great feedback from folks watching um, that interview. And Yes, we have. It uh, honestly is going to get even better than what it's what you've seen so far. Excited for Mason to be able to finish out sharing with us uh, mm-hmm. his perspective of growing up. Yeah. But uh, that's a little later in the show. For now... We're going to start. You're going to get stuck with us. You're going to get stuck with us, Uh, but that's not a bad thing. Hopefully, it's. We're going to try to make it fun. We're going to make it fun. (laughs) What what are we going to start with? We're going to start with our taco tournament. So okay, all right, we're going to bring out the big guns. Check it out, folks. This is the champion of tacos tournament. That's right. So if you're watching live or listening live and you can't see, we actually have a a bracket. It's a bracket. That's right. Taco bracket. Yeah. And uh, we'll walk you through it. You'll be able to know if you're listening on, you know, in your car, whatever, no problems. You'll be able to get a clear picture here what's going on. That's right. But we were motivated by March Madness, which just finished up a few weeks ago, to turn this hunt for the great taco quest of South Central Kansas into a tournament. That's right. And so what we've done, we ate at quite a few places, folks. And what we did was just took the top eight. The top eight. That's what we did. There was a handful of others that we've been at, and they were good. They were. But, you know, we We had to stop somewhere. So we took the best. We have the top eight tacos, and we've got them here in a bracket. We're going head to head. And so let's get started. All right. Um, First of all, we're going to reveal the actual scores here at the end. But here's how we scored the tacos. We scored them on five categories. Tastiness. That's right. um, Overall presentation. Overall presentation. How they look when they come out. Yes, the quality. Uniqueness. Yes. And on quality value. So like what what did you get for your money? Yep. That was the fourth one. Quality, value. And then number five, just the overall experience. You know, there's yeah. something kind of hard to quantify how you put that in words. We had an overall experience. Andrea got a vote. I got a vote. Uh, it was a scale of zero to 10. And so if I was to give all five categories tens, that would be 50 points. Same with Andrea. And so this is on a scale of zero to 100. We scored these tacos. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we're going we're gonna to reveal the winner. So let's get started, all right? First, we have Manny's Tacos versus Fuzzy's Tacos. Quickly, let's talk about Manny's Tacos. Andrea, you go. All right, Manny's um, was great. It was, it, they had a lot of meat in there. For me, Manny's was a little plainer. Like it was more not seasoned, not overly like flavorful. And I kind of like flavorful, but Manny's was, it was great. It was good. 
And I felt, I didn't feel the same way about Manny's. I thought that it was pretty flavorful. It scored pretty high on the tasty scale, on Joplin's tasty scale. Yeah. Um, I did like Manny's. It was a great place to eat. I would recommend it. Uh, Manny's, uh, there might be more than one, but uh, we're talking about the one here in Derby, Kansas. Yeah. Manny's goes head to head with Fuzzy's Tacos. Andrea, tell us about Fuzzy's Tacos. All right. Fuzzy's was a fun experience. They had a great atmosphere, and the service there was pretty friendly. It was... Um, not really a restaurant it was more fast food but it was similar to a restaurant so the experience there was pretty fun um the actual tacos themselves were very unique we're talking fish tacos we're talking yeah hawaiian type things and and they were good they were unique but they Fuzzies were good. scores really high on the unique spectrum here if you're looking for unique tacos you got to try fuzzies i was i i liked the flavor of fuzzies i just uh i didn't I think you got a hard taco that ended up becoming soggy. No, I, got, I ordered soft tacos and they fell apart anyways. Like oh, they didn't okay. hold. There was just, I just uh, there's... yeah, I'm not trying to bash Fuzzy's here. Yeah. They made it into the top eight. And in fact, Fuzzy's takes down Manny's. Fuzzy's outscores Uh-oh. Manny's. So we got our first win. Drum roll. Manny's is out. Fuzzy's but Manny's, you were still good. To the final four. Next, we have Torchy's Tacos versus Renee's. Yes. I'll start with Torchies. Okay. I was impressed with Torchies. Um, my little nine-year-old wasn't. It's, if you got kids that kind of like, you know, traditional food, Torchies might not be right up their alley. Stick with Taco Bell. But, oh, man, I thought Torchies was amazing. It was super good. Yeah. And um, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. For me, it scored high on almost everything except for value. It wasn't a bad value. It's just... It's, you're going to spend more there than you are at Taco Shop. Yeah. Uh, or some of the other Mexican restaurants in town like Renee's, um, Los Burritos Mexican, or Mexican Burritos. But I liked Torchies. It uh-huh. scored very high for me. What about yeah, you? Yeah, Torchies scored very high for me, too. I liked it. It was a fun atmosphere. The The actual customer service there was fantastic. They knocked it out of the They park. did. They were super busy that day. They got us right in. And we were talking, this guy was new. He I think he'd been there for two weeks. He knew the menu. He knew what to recommend. And he it was good. It was um, good. And then Torchies is more unique, too. It's similar to Fuzzies in the okay. fact that they're not just your traditional meat and cheese they have fish and they have um a lot of that but it was really good they had a great cheese sauce too it was very unique i'm not even sure what was in it but their Probably cheese the dip best was and most phenomenal. unique cheese sauce of any of the restaurants that we've been to yeah very good yeah very good yeah good job torchies so, torchies is going head to head with renee's renee's has three locations i believe in the wichita area yep and um you tell us what you think about renee's all right renee's was really good too renee's um overall atmosphere wasn't super exciting it was more on the authentic side of everything um but it had great flavor and it was very like authentic mexican food and so it had it had really good I did know that. If you're looking for like the real type of uh, Mexican tacos you're going to get when you go into Mexico and something like that this is this is one of the places you gotta yeah, hit their salsa was pretty good too i'm not a big green salsa fan and they had regular good salsa a lot of the authentic places have a lot of the green salsa and i'm just not a super big fan of that now that said torchies is taking down renee's torchies advances to the final four and we'll be going head to head with fuzzy's tacos yes. los mexican burritos versus well, we'll get to Taco Shop in a minute, but Los Mexican Burritos. Yeah. Do okay. you want to start with that one? 
All right, so listen, Los Mexican burritos, the one thing I'll say about it is it's very authentic Mex. And, um, wow, unique. It's a good word for it. Yes. Look, I ordered a taco. I didn't really know what it was. Um, I we just, just thought, for it. hey, we're, we're out testing tacos, right? I'm going to go for it. So I ordered the uh, Langua taco. Mm. I didn't really know what that was. And, and, and this and, is the truth. I, I'm not great at Spanish, but I do know some. Andrea, this she'll testify. I get down, I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this taco, and I said to her, you know what? I think that's the word for tongue, if I remember right. Yeah, it was. I ordered a taco made out of the tongue of pig. Yeah. And in all fairness, I will tell you, the gal at the register kind of paused for a moment and repeated what he said. And in very confidence, he said, yes. Oh, yeah, that's what that I want. That is exactly definitely. what I want. So well, I, I got the me lady, a tongue taco. Yes. And no, it wasn't all that good. Yeah. But I had a couple others that were good. Yes. Just don't order. Don't order the tongue language. taco like ever. Just don't do it, guys. Yeah. We did eat a little. Andrew had yeah. a little piece of it. Malachi had a little piece. He did chew it up, spit it back out. But yeah. that was, it was quite an experience. It was a very big experience, yeah. Um, so in all fairness, we need to learn how to speak Spanish a little better so yes. that we don't ever order tongue taco or tongue anything again. But um, we did try, like at each place, we did try like a lot of different tacos. So it wasn't just one so yes. that it, yeah. it was out. But yeah, um, so I had a, uh, I think the beef taco was my favorite there and it was very authentic they had good salsa their hot sauce was very good and um the w what you got for your money there that was, was well value. worth it yeah. was good value it was. it was yeah so next they go head to head with taco shop and guys we did try <laughs> several fast food taco places taco shop made it into the final eight on our list we love Taco Shop. We do. It's no secret. The Emerson family takes trips to Wichita, Taco Shop trips. Yeah. And so tell us, why do you like Taco Shop? Andrea? Oh, Taco Shop just has like the best flavor. They have great value. You get a ton of food for your money. They even offer um, like the easier things like, um, oh, taco burgers and chips with cheese sauce. It's super good. And our kids love that. And so... Good value, good food yeah. comes fast. Yeah. So we scored these the same way. We took we went and looked, you know, at value, tastiness, um, presentation, how they Customer come out, service, how they look, all of it, overall experience. Yeah. And you know who wins this one? Taco, Taco Shop. Shop. Taco Shop. You made it to the final four. You ought to be proud of yourself. That's right. We're proud for you, Taco Shop. <laughs> okay. Next, guys, we have. A, uh, what, what do we call this? Like a wild card. Nobody saw this one coming. That's right. Not um, even her. Not even her. But on our list, this is kind of difficult because the, the, here's the negative. This negative might not be the right word for it. But the bad thing about this making our list is that not everybody has a chance to go see for themselves. But That's right. Norma Osaeda's Tacos are on the tournament board, folks. Yeah. And... Um, 
I'm tell us a little bit about Norma's tacos. Yeah, well, if you know me well, you know that I'm always talking Norma into like ooh, making something or teaching me how to make it because it's just so good. And so Norma's <laughs> tacos, um, in my mind, were one of the top tacos we ate. They were. They're so good, and um, she has like all these different kinds of meats that you can put in the taco, and and they are self serve, so you have to put what you want in the taco, which is that much better because it's, you like things I don't yeah. like, and I like things you don't like and then she makes the best guacamole ever and so there was guacamole to have with it and just it was it's a little unfair to, to these for, other really. places because they're not buffet you know they don't do it like norma does and so yes. she kind of honestly has some things going in her direction here in this and she tournament makes the best rice that just give her an edge in a tournament like this yeah yeah so shout out to norma norma is going up Against El Magoy. El Magoy yeah. here in Derby. Um, I had the uh, carnitas tacos there. Yes. They were super good. They were super good. Very good. Uh, highly recommend El Magoy's tacos. They got a lot of different choices there as well to select from. They do. Um, for a restaurant, I felt like good options. Yeah. Customer service was pretty good. Yeah. Um, we had great communication with them they kind of helped us pick what was best on their menu to try and yeah we let them know what we were doing and they kind of walked us through they wanted they wanted to score high and to their uh you know to their favor they did make yes, the they final did. eight so yeah way to they go, had like this boy. grilled chicken taco and it was like smothered than this cheese sauce and it was good like yeah. out of all the places that we went that was like one of my most memorable memories was that taco because the taste and the flavor was so good as good as they were Unfortunately, they got paired up against Norma's Tacos, and their run ends here because Sorry, Norma's Tacos is advancing to the final four. To the final four. Okay, now, here we go. All right, we got Fuzzies and Torchies. Andrea, tell us which one of these advances forward based upon our score. All right. Well, it was tough in the running because, like I said, they were both very close in comparison. Yep. But we are going with Torchies. Torchies is moving forward. Torchies has made it to the final two, two yep. championship. And then we've got Norma's Tacos versus Taco, Taco Shop. Shop. And this was really, as much as we love Taco Shop, this was also a clear win. Norma's, Norma's Tacos. Tacos have made it all the way to the finals. Maybe Norma will come over and cook for us now that we've seen her to the top final two. All right, so this is like the big drum roll, folks. That's we have right. got a score here. Uh, we're going to tell you all the scores, but let's start with these two highest scores. Andrea, tell us where did Norma's Tacos score on the spectrum? Um, you want the actual score? Yeah. They had a 77 overall. Norma scores a 77. That's right. Yep. And where did Torchies come in? Torchies came in at a... 81. 81. Yeah. Okay. Norma, congratulations on making it to yes, second the place. finals this, in all of Wichita. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty and impressive. And Torchies, you guys move all the way forward to the champion of yeah. tacos. Way to go, Torchies, with your score of 81. Yes. Hey, where did everyone else score real quick? All right, really on. quickly. Uh, Fuzzy's got 71. Fuzzy's 71. Manny's got 67. 67. Uh-huh. Uh, Renee's was a 64. Okay. Los Mexicon Burritos got 54. 
Okay. Taco Shop was 59. Okay. And Elmagoy was 64. 64. So Renee's, Elmagoy, they were a tie. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, as you can see, we had yeah. uh, several here that were Manny's really close. Manny's was real close, yep. Yeah, several here that were real close. Yes, they were. Hey, congratulations to all you taco places out there for making the final eight. And we hope if That's you right. like tacos that you you'll go out and try some of these places. That's right, yeah. Well, that was fun. That, that was, was a, fun. We enjoyed it. Our kids came to a lot of the different places with us, and they enjoyed it. They wanted to score. They wanted to have uh, a role in determining yes, the winners, did. but we just couldn't find a way to However, make However, we did kind of have a unique experience. We went to um, El Magoy on Malachi's birthday, mm -hmm. and so Malachi got to have a um, uh, birthday celebration, and it was actually super fun. I they forgot up, about that. They uh, ended up putting a hat on him, singing to him, and then they put whipped cream on his face, and he thought that was probably the best thing that happened all day, so it was fun. It was fun. All right, next. What are we talking about next? All right, next, um, we're going to talk about some ways that um, you can overcome discouragement. So Joplin, why don't you kick us off with a couple things that we can do to put in place for battling I, discouragement. I wanted to talk about this today because, you know, there's a sense that we're kind of getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, there's a sense that uh, some of the restrictions that have caused us to be isolated are beginning to be lifted. But yet a lot of folks who are really impacted during that time battling discouragement and depression and isolation aren't experiencing yet that feeling of... Um, we're out of the woods. Yeah, we're out of the woods. And they're still discouraged. A lot of folks are still discouraged and still depressed. And so I just want to talk about some practical things that you can do, the uh, actions to take to what I call battle discouragement. And I think people yeah. have to really truly see discouragement and depression as a battle you can't just sit on the sidelines and wait till it goes away you have to get engaged and um take action if you were somehow some way going to overcome discouragement and depression by sitting on the sidelines and waiting on it it will be eons longer than if you will get active about battling it so i wanted to kind of share three practical things today number one lead your heart don't let your heart lead you this is especially true when you're discouraged because you're going to find that what you want to do is nothing that's what you want to do you want to go to your cave you want to go to a dark room you want to sit on your phone you want to you know scroll for hours on facebook or whatever it might be watch tv whatever you don't want to be social you don't want to go out you don't want to do the things that you want you to do you don't want to go fishing you don't want to go to the gym you don't want to go golfing or whatever your thing was you don't want to do it lead your heart you cannot allow what you feel to keep you from doing what you should be doing and you know I have to be cautious in how I counsel people this direction in this day and time that we live in. And I hope what I'm about to say doesn't sound rude, but people don't know how to grind it out anymore. You know, it's not like our grandparents never dealt with discouragement, but they knew how to grind it out. You don't just give up and roll over and die. You get up and you go to work. 
and husbands are husbands and wives are wives and parents have to take care of kids and kids got to go to school and it's like life has to go on yeah even when you're discouraged you can't stop and when you when you do it actually makes things worse it doesn't make things better and there has to kind of be some fight that rises up in us and it's one of the things that really concerns me about today's teenagers and young people every this last 20 years where everybody wins even if they lose everybody gets a trophy even if they don't deserve one everybody's equal even though they're not equal in importance in the sight of God but the fact that you know we're not we're just not it, it, we don't reward people that work hard anymore we reward everybody the same this mentality's crept into our young people and they don't know how to grind it out and so when things go wrong and they get depressed they just quit they just shut down and somewhere you've got to just grind so lead your heart all right don't let your heart lead you the last thing I'll say about that, uh, I've made this statement for so many years. When you don't know what to do, do what you do know to do. And by that I mean, if you don't know what to do, go to work, right? Um, do the things that you're supposed to do. Show up, be on time, read your Bible. Be committed to church. You might not feel like going to be around people. It doesn't matter what you feel. Lead your heart. And when you'll be committed to doing the things you know you should be doing, the big picture will eventually begin to unfold and you'll understand some of the answers to questions you have. But whatever you do, don't sit on the sidelines. So number one, lead your heart. Number two, talk with some people who will push you to keep going. I think that is so important that when we are discouraged, we're not surrounding ourselves with a bunch of other people that are discouraging. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts? What were you going to say something there? No, I was just going to say absolutely. We all have somebody in our life that we either look up to or we see push themselves hard, and so it's important to surround ourselves with that because that is what helps us to go that next step. Yeah, and you need people that are willing to tell you the hard thing. If all your friends ever do is tell you, yeah, I would be so sad if I was you, and man, I understand I'm the exact same way, and I don't want to live life either, and this whole world's terrible, get some other friends for one, but especially when you're looking for help out of discouragement, don't go there. You need some people that will push you to put on your boots and go to work. Do the hard thing. Be a husband. Be a wife. Be a father. Be a mother. Be involved. If you if we're talking about young people, you know, be go to school. Do your work. Stay committed. Don't give up. You need people in your life that will push you. And you have to be willing to put yourself around those types of people. Ask for their honest help. And be willing to take it and put it into action. It's so important to not try to do it on your own. And many people that might be listening right now that are battling discouragement, you know, it doesn't work on your own. Yep. And so that brings me to my third point, and this is superior to the previous two, but it does come down to not being able to do it on your own. And that is you have to draw near to God. 
Um, often when we're discouraged, we want to do the opposite. We, we just want to withdraw from God. Listen, if you want to come out of this thing, you've got to run to God. Mm -hmm. You have got to do everything you can to draw as near to Him as you have ever been. And I want to leave you with two scriptures. First of all, Psalm 34 verse 18 says that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Did you know the Bible teaches us that God is a God? whose heart causes him to draw near to those that are broken and discouraged, that he desires to save us out of that place of discouragement. And so here's, I want you to notice something about it. It says he draws near. He's already there. But often when we're not drawing near and we're in that place of darkness and discouragement, we're not even aware of God's nearness and we don't want to believe that he's close and we want to think that, hey, no, if God was here, everything would be good. Brothers and sisters, God never promised that we would not be discouraged or that we would not go through hard times. What Jesus told his disciples was that he would simply be with them always, no matter what they went through. And there is nobody that has the power to help us in our time of need like God. So draw near to him. The second passage I want to share with you is also out of Psalms. Psalm 55 and verse 22 says to cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Cast your cares on the Lord you'll find that often in our place of discouragement, what's happening is we're just holding them all and we are burdened by the weight of everything we're trying to carry. And if you will draw near to God and just cast those burdens on Him, there is nothing that can help release you of that weight that you're carrying like that. So three very practical things today I just wanted to leave our viewers with. If you're kind of struggling with coming out of that discouragement, trying to get back to a normal kind of flow of life, uh, recapture some of your, your unction and just some joy in your step. Number one, lead your heart. Don't sit around and wait for things to change and don't allow your heart to lead you. You lead it. Number two, find some people that you can put into your life that are going to push you, that are willing to tell you the hard thing, coach you in the right direction, and push you towards success. And number three, most importantly of all, draw near to God. Work on your relationship with God. Know that He is near in your time of trouble. Cast your cares upon Him, and all will be better. It's good. Yeah. I like that. All right. All right. I think that's all we have for today. We're excited for this next portion that you're going to get a see of um, the interview. So Yeah, we're going to finish up the portion of the interview today with Raz and Stacy McCarty. And then we transfer the discussion to Mason. And we let Mason share with us about his life and what it was like growing up. I love the back end yes. of this interview. I hope you love it as much as we do. Um, we're going to pick up right where we left off last week with Stacy sharing with us, you know, why they waited so long to tell Mason about his diagnosis. And yeah. so um, hopefully you watched last week and where we pick up right now uh, makes sense to you. 
If not, go back and watch it, and uh, you'll be able to jump right in. That's right. Guys, we love you. God bless you. Enjoy your weekend. All right. Here's the third part of that interview. Amen. And I think that what you said about we're the broken ones, right? At the very first, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe we're the broken ones, you know, and I... I didn't want him to have that spirit of being broken because he wasn't mm. what people thought he should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so, early on they yeah. did mention, well, you know, it's like they're in their own little world. And 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 so early on, I, I if I was to explain it to somebody, it's like it's just real difficult for him to come over into our world. We have to go to his. And... You know, by doing that, really changed my heart as well. Mm-hmm. And who I'm about, about, you know. Yeah. Because without that, with yeah. without yeah. me going over into his world, there's just no telling what mine would look like. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful statement. Yeah. That awesome. Is. Yeah. Obviously, it takes a great husband-wife team. Mm-hmm. And you guys carried 98% of the load mm-hmm. but that other 2% when it probably when it was like you just can't keep going God has this way of bringing us into the right community can you speak a little bit to the importance of the community uh, maybe even church and your guys's situation in your life how important and what role that played in the process having fellow believers and people that were behind you, praying for you, and they're a fall on when you needed somebody to fall on. Yeah. So um, I think that's an important part of any trial that we go through is having someone to lean on. And, you know, God, of course, is my first person or my first that I fall on. Sure. You know? um, but to have a community of people that you know that are praying for you, stopping by how are you guys doing we haven't seen you for a while you know and and we couldn't take mason to church because it was very difficult for him to be in that type of a setting i mean we just didn't take him out in public you know um it would be very disturbing to other people and i didn't want to do that you know um but just some very dear friends that would you know if nothing else just call me you know are you guys doing okay how's it going you know and we're praying for you guys and um then when it got to the point where we actually were able to take Mason to church, oh my gosh, it was just like a reunion. Like these people were so happy to see <laughs> us, yeah. to see him, to, you know, and, and he didn't do so great. You know, the kids would start singing and it would bother his ears. And so he would always be, you know, holding his ears and shaking his head, you know, and Miss Sandy would come get me, you know, and <laughs> I would go take him. But, you know, just introducing him to that I think was very important even if it was small segments mm-hmm. yeah yeah he began and, to learn you know that okay this is this this is okay this is safe this I'm okay here it's not you know even though it did hurt his ears mm-hmm. but you know and kept yeah and we kept exposing him to that stuff we we didn't we didn't we didn't give in yeah. Yes. It's like this. You're going to have to do this, partners. What my I, mean, I didn't say that term at the time. Well, I have over the years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I. I was you know I'm involved. I had a men's meeting forever. 
uh, I was at one time the youngest guy there and ended up being the oldest guy there. <laughs> but, you know, these these men, you know, they were, uh, you, you might think that they were, most of them, alpha males. I mean, they're, they're kind of a man's man type people. And, and uh, you know, they always supported me with, the truth, and that is Mason's going to be what Mason's going to be. Right. And another one is is the apple don't fall far from the tree. So it was really cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. to hear that because, you know, as a dad and as, as the man of the house and what have you as a leader, and it's like, okay, you know, that, that these people are seeing something that I'm having difficulty seeing. Yeah. And uh, so for me, I started dragging him around with me. I rode motorcycles. I raced cars. I do all this, every, anything that's dangerous. How many, any exciting, my wife, she would say, when's enough's enough, I feel bad. But, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, the noise bothered him on motorcycles, so I got a sidecar. And he rode in a sidecar. And we'd go on these trips together. Oh my and he got to be around these other men. And he loved it. He would sit in that sidecar and Rouse put a, a DVD player because he loves movies. He's loved movies since he could sit in front of the TV. He uh -huh. loves movies and he memorizes lines from movies. He knows a lot about movies and he loves movies. So Rouse got him a DVD. We got him um, a little headset with put the helmet on him mm -hmm. and off they'd go. And that was... That was so good for him, you know, just to experience that stuff. And, you know, I I think he just loved the wind in his face, you know, and mm -hmm. it was just a peaceful time for him, you know, but still watching his DVD, you know, it was just, mm -hmm. it was a good, it was a good experience for him. And, um, and all these guys accepted Mace. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, didn't really cut him much slack. <laughs> Yeah. Per se, I mean it was. I mean he was just one of the one of the one of the guys. Yeah. So I, I even hear in your story right now like this kind of turning point of hopefulness mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. things are starting to look like we can do this. Mm -hmm. Started to a degree with mm -hmm. you know some men speaking into your life. Right. When did you as parents start to have that season of change when you're like, wait a second, we are doing this. Mm -hmm. And he is going to graduate. Mm -hmm. And if we mm -hmm. keep the course, mm -hmm. he is going to be fine. And everything that they told us mm -hmm. that we couldn't accomplish, we are going to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So it's happened now. We're looking back on it. But right. when, at kind of what age and what were some of the things that began to happen for you guys where it was like, no, we're doing this and it's right. going to be okay? I think one of... When, the, when he could start going out to eat with us, <laughs> we let him down. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I think um, when somebody came up to me at Westside and they were like, hey, why don't you let Mason play soccer? And I thought, mm. gosh, you guys don't have a clue what you're yeah. getting yourself into. Okay, let's do it. You mm -hmm. know, he'd never mm -hmm. played a sport before. But this, this man, I don't even remember his name. He was like, I want Mason on my team. And I was like, okay. So we... Put him on this soccer team. I was going like, oh, <clears throat> gosh. <laughs> and we got out there and watched him play, you know, took him to practice. Yeah. And the guy was mm -hmm. like, he did really good today. And it was nice that I could take him somewhere 
I could drop him off with this man that was like, you know, I'm, I'm doing soccer practice and, and I could trust him to know that, you know, he wasn't going to be mean to Mason. He wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be a difficult situation, you know, and Mason would, I mean, he, he had the time of his life. He didn't know how to actually uh, come out of the game. So the coach would go grab him and like pick him up like this and pull him (laughs) off to the sideline, you know, it's time for you to you know. have a little difficulty now picking him up. <laughs> right. But that was a yeah. that was a, a kind of a defining moment for me that you know he can play that sport. Yes. He might not know exactly what he's doing, but he's sure having fun. How old was he then? Um, I would uh. say he was probably about seven. Mm-hmm. I was going to say seven, okay. seven or eight. He yeah. was about seven or eight. It, yeah, we was you know, and through that. Uh, you know, you'd gotten this, you know, she had mentioned, well, you know, let's try another sport. Let's try basketball. I wanted to see, okay, what's he, what's he like? What's he good at? So I started like going, okay. But I I put him in basketball. Yes. And that was good. Okay. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) He would get the ball and he was so happy to have the ball and he would just run he wouldn't even dribble he'd just run as fast as he could down to yeah. the other yeah. and it, and the kids would try to be getting the ball and he'd be screaming like Wah! you know because he wants to <laughs> shoot overwhelmed the... from yeah. everybody yeah. circling him yeah. Yeah. and the sound it's yeah. loud and in the, the gym and the coach I remember say step back guys let, let Mason shoot. shoot yeah and he shot and after that season I was like I told Raz I said I don't really think team sports mm-hmm. is something that is going to be good for him, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's going to be. And then maybe we did something... the cheer. Oh, we did cheer. Oh, yeah, That's cheer. Right. I was going as as an alpha male. I'm going. Yeah. Okay, he's going to be a cheerleader. So. That's right. Yes. They, Harley was on the team, yes. and they came to me, and they said, oh, "Hey, my gosh. Mason comes out here and watches all this cheer stuff." And they said he's over there doing we back handsprings and back back flips. flips we're, and... we're at. Valley Center at a meet. We're up in the stands. Mason, we kind of allowed him to go down there with these girls. And we look down there, and there he is doing like a backflip and just <laughs> showing him up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and had never, you know, just been exposed to it other than just watching it. And you, she. Well, they came to me and they said, him. Can yeah. we have Mason? Because we want him. We think he'd be good. And I said, Yeah, I think that'd be great. Let's try it. You know, and, you know, where cheer is a team, but you kind of have your own thing that you do. Yeah. yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. So yep. that was good for him because, um, and he was the flyer. You know, these girls are older than, a little older than him. And so he's the one that's on top. And, you know, he's, they're push, pushing him up. And so, you know, the choreographs, his, 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 his blessing, his niche, if you will, of that photographic memory where he can right. decide stuff and, right. and, you know, he sees the things the, the way he sees them. Yeah. Learn the, uh, you know, the whole routine. And I was a little worried about that, but, you know, doing it over and over and over again, yes. the same way. Yeah. He, I mean, he did great and he cheered mm-hmm. for how long? Two, two years. years. Yeah. I think about two years. And then one day he come up to me and he says, Dad, I'm the only guy out there. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, you are, Mace. He says, I don't think I want to do that no anymore. I want to go next door where they're wrestling and fighting. 
Hmm. And it was at a gym here in Wichita, and it was called the Dog Pound. And so that's where he got introduced to wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And the, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was kind of a... And, and for him yeah. to say that, hey, he said... I'm the only guy on that team. I mean, like, you know, yeah. it just came to him, and he's Clint. been down there for two years. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then uh, Mason stuck with wrestling. He uh, did. Wrestled all the way through college. He did. And uh, He did. He, yeah. You know, he started doing the jiu-jitsu, and then my son, our oldest son, Seth, called me one day, and he said, Hey, Mom, Mason needs to try out for, he needs to go out for wrestling, uh, the te- you know, the wrestling team at the middle school. I mean, he was doing jujitsu and wrestling stuff, but I never thought really about that, mm-hmm. you know. And Mason mm-hmm. and Seth said it'd be great socially for him. It would get him involved, you know. Kids would know him, and that and that really good. hands on, literally hands yep. on, yep. where you're got somebody who's got a hold of you, yeah, mm-hmm. trying to get you to do something you don't want done to you, yeah. yeah. And so that was a real turning point that that, was. that uh, with mm-hmm. you know with most well with autistic folks they they did the it's the eye contact and and they don't like to be no physical touch mm-hmm. yeah it's real challenging yeah. so that was yeah. um, that was that was pretty another thing was um when he was going to oatville was um getting on the bus mm-hmm. you know riding the bus that was a well, huge thing yes. too for him we drop him yeah. off uh-huh. Before and then he got to ride the bus and, and go ahead. And then he graduated to riding his bike to school. Mm-hmm. So this is a funny story. Yeah. So he's riding his bike, which he go through the neighborhood, and then there's a gate, and you can go right into the school, so you don't have to get on a main road at all. And um, so he'd been riding the bus, and so now he's riding his bike. And we rehearsed getting there on yeah. the bike. Him and, and I did and we Harley was, was with yes. him too. She would make sure. But uh there was one particular day that Harley wasn't with him or mm-hmm. he went to he came home mm-hmm. or I, I don't remember what the situation was, but he's riding his bike home and um the the bus people call Rouse and they said, um, hey, um Mason's uh following the bus <laughs> on his bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to go get him. And so it was like early on when yeah. he had just started, and so he's just following the bus. He's doing the route. Doing out. the route. Yeah. yeah. So. so that was kind of funny. It was fun. It was, he's it getting was, exercise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was really cool. Uh, you know, lot, you know, riding his bike, rocking his bike up, the combination, yeah. just just some little things that we, you know, a take person for would, would, would take for granted <laughs> that that we, you know, I, it, we were blessed to be able to, to teach that stuff to him and, yeah. and, and be a part of something. And, and early on, it was, uh, you know, just really kept just being a part of something greater than myself because we get, I can get stuck on me pretty easy mm-hmm. on what I got going on or we can get stuck on us or we can just get stuck, period. Yeah. And, you know, that was a lot of the similarities that we have with with Mace is we get stuck on stuff mm-hmm. and we have to redirect. See, early on, it was like, how do you do this? You know, because you can't just make someone do what they don't want to do, mm-hmm. regardless of who they are. Mm-hmm. But with Mace, you know, this question I'm asking this professional, which was probably the best words I ever that I got from her. And this is a lip stimulating 
doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, she said, oh, no, you you have to redirect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Re, you know, and, and I remember where it was at. I remember where it was sitting. And it, 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 it changed my life. Yeah. Because now I get to redirect. I can be redirected. And uh, and and so that's something that that Mason and I got to learn together. So it's that's really cool. cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Mason, we're going to turn the conversation <laughs> to you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks good. for joining us, man. Yes, thank you. So, can you tell us a little bit about um, maybe some of the challenges you faced growing up? Guys, we hate to cut it off right here, but that's all the time we have for today. Next week, we will pick up right here where we left off with our interview with Mason.